0: Welcome to the Adventures After Teaching podcast. If you're an exhausted teacher, this is your place to find inspiration for a new career outside of the classroom. I'm your host, Joanne Howard, primary teacher turned burnout and career coach. I'll be interviewing lots of amazing ex-teachers about their career changes and helping you see how you can use your transferable skills to leave teaching. Welcome, everybody. Today, we are joined by Kevin Wren, who is the Principal Director of Connexus in Preston. You've actually got a couple of different territories though, Kevin, haven't you? So you are a, a proper business mogul now, I think. <laughs>
1: uh, there, there are certainly names for it, Joanne. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure mogul, but yeah, um, three territories, south, central and then north of Preston. So we're growing.
0: Amazing. That That is so amazing. Brilliant, brilliant. So, Thank you so much, first of all, for coming to chat to us. Really appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, In terms of your kind of backstory then, Kevin, where were you pre-business owner? Were you in primary, secondary? Do you want to talk to us a bit about that?
1: Absolutely. Um, I spent the best part of 16 years as a primary teacher, um, worked my way up to assistant head, um, head of key stage, various senior management roles um yeah absolutely loved it loved the career loved the teaching and then slowly but surely started to fall out of love with it um as I'm sure you will have heard this story many times I didn't have a a traumatic exit from teaching Uh, I know a lot of people have, have have struggled with the way that they've been sort of spat out of teaching yeah I was able to make the choice myself and that was a huge a huge positive it took a lot of support from friends and family and and, and various other people in in, in my circle mm. but I was able to make the choice myself um which I think definitely has aided me to get to where I am so far yeah. Um, so yeah
0: yeah because there is That's a lot me in a nutshell. fantastic I think it's really worth p- picking up on that that image of being spat out because there, there is a lot of potential kind of trauma to heal on the route to, you know, finding a new job, starting a business. There was somebody literally on LinkedIn today. We were talking about notice periods. And she was saying, you know, mm. within an hour of handing in her resignation, she had been approached by three agencies, seeing if she was interested in her own job, you know, in terms of disposability. Yeah. It's just like oh, it's, It really cuts deep, doesn't it? It's um yeah. So that idea of choice and um we frequently come back to this in any sort of promotional, you know, events that we do, that it is, ju- it is just about choosing differently. And if we can hold on to that, it makes such a, cool. such a difference um, to come from that empowered place. Amazing. So what did the transition look like for you then? Was it a question of kind of, you know, having some savings and, and leaving or did you start the tutoring before you left? Was there kind of how, what was the exit plan
1: Um, the exit plan was supposed to last a little bit longer. Um, so I left teaching at the end of July, 2022. Um, the plan had been to stay until Christmas just to build up that buffer, um, just to put myself on an even keel before I, before I jumped out. But it, it became really, really obvious very quickly that I needed to make a clean break. And, um, something I'm very grateful for the the last school I worked with the senior leadership the head the deputy or all of the team were fantastic so I was really lucky that I was in a good place with good people Mm -hmm. and I I just made it really clear and I just said I have to get out because if I don't do it now I don't think I'll ever do it Mm -hmm. so jumped out um so would have been paid till the end of the August when my contract ran out and then in September I went I, I knew in September 99% 99% certain I was going to take on the the opportunity with Conexus, mm. so I went back and did some supply teaching, which yeah. was quite yeah. odd, quite quite an odd thing to do because I cut my ties with the classroom and then had to admit that that's where my my income was going to have to come certainly in the short term, but mm. I absolutely loved it. Um, it. It was just so simple. It was go in, teach, mark your books, go home, and one one thing really stood out to me and still does now a memory of. A particular school loved it really nice people cracking class uh they had me back quite a bit and then one day the deputy came and said i'm really sorry we have to shut the door on you because we're having staff meeting and it was such a lovely sentiment but it was kind of in my head i was thinking that's exactly what i've got out of
0: mm-hmm. i don't have
1: to sit behind that door now for the next two hours um i can just mark my books and go home so that's really um where i started picking up the pieces from was back in the classroom. But uh yeah, it soon soon became clear I didn't didn't need to do that as the business grew.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Because I think with on the supply um route, and I appreciate for some people the anxiety of going back into that environment is too much. But for some people, you really can make a profession out of being a supply teacher. Like if you're, you know, if your boundaries are good and you don't kind of get sucked into doing the extras and uh, going to the staff meetings and things like that. Um yeah. Yeah, I think it can be a really uh, lucrative route as well. You know, if you can plan. Yeah, the-
1: it certainly met my bottom line. You know, that that was a when I sat down with my wife and 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 uh, said, "Can we do this?" The bottom line, the, the the money in at the end of the month was was the deciding factor. I'm very lucky. My wife is very supportive, and she saw it was time. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Supply teaching, if you've got the if you've got the headspace for it, because I think some people come at it from different angles. You know, I wouldn't, I'm not sure I'd like to do it out of need or necessity. Yeah. Um, I suppose I had to meet my bottom line, but it was very much a choice of, do you know what? I love teaching. So I'm just going to go and teach. And uh that, that served me really well in the short term. So, yeah
0: brilliant brilliant so you had the so you went down the franchise path we've spoken to quite a few people that have had franchises with both Mm -hmm. positive and uh negative six i say success which wouldn't be right but you know what i mean experience is the word yeah yeah. and clearly you've really enjoyed um the process and been really supportive and you've kind of grown the business um in terms of moving into business as a teacher how have you found that
1: a huge learning curve absolutely because yeah. you're coming from a an industry where everything is laid out for you you know mm-hmm. you are i suppose we're all we're all setting stone to the national curriculum but then from your long-term plans your medium-term plans your weekly plans depending on your school's requirements the the ebb and flow of the year you know yeah. ev- everything everything is created for you in teaching which is one of the things i i disliked about it it was you know, there wasn't enough freedom in there for me. You know, the, if, if you go right to the top of Ofsted, if someone comes into the classroom and wants to do an Ofsted based observation on you, there's a set of criteria. And I always found it ludicrous because as soon as you do Ofsted were coming in, and you did a lesson that met, met their criteria.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do
1: you know what I mean? It, it's it, it wasn't about showing that you were the best teacher. For for those children it was about showing that you could tick a list and that 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 really is one of the reasons i got out because there was too much ticking of lists and not enough being me so i suppose coming into teaching uh, sorry coming out of teaching and coming into business i'm still dealing with the fact that i have complete freedom i have total choice there is only me in this business i brilliantly supported by head office Mm-hmm. Uh, i really do have to say this isn't a sales pitch i don't get anything from saying this yeah. but as as a as a head office connexus as a network as a whole network of people it's built on are. yeah it's built on being supportive and 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 i was oh a good three four months in my stalking connexus before i decided to <laughs> to you know to to go for it because i really want to know sort of you know when you sort of this sounds fantastic so the cynic in me said Right, so where's the pitfall? And I've got to be honest, even to this point, a year in, I've not found any pitfalls. Um, But, yeah, huge learning curve, and I do find it lonely is another thing. Yeah. There is literally, on a day-to-day basis, I've hired a little office in one of my key territories. It's literally just me and the neon sign. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah. I, I talk to people and I visit schools and I talk, you know, actually from going to being in a classroom with 30 to 35 children and a bit of that vanity that it's my little kingdom especially in primary where you're with them all day every day that was my kingdom you know we had our in jokes we had our banter we had our uh, uh, nicknames and all the rest of it and going from that to being a solo business owner is like "Ah, right okie dokie
0: yeah i think this is the third year kind of out and I'm only just now really missing um, seeing people. And absolutely. It does take some getting used to. And um, that's certainly what I have missed massively and realised my kind of own, I suppose, neurodiversity in not having those systems and processes in place and having to create them. Because I thrived with that structure, if you like, behind me to then be creative and, and do things. Um but putting in things like timetables and you know the project management of end-to-end um, is is a yeah. particular skill if you if you don't, yeah, if you haven't really thought about it before, having to need it. Yeah. Um, and that's where having like a head office and those systems in place um presumably is is such a bonus and a benefit to have, you know, a trusted path that you're following
1: it is and it's uh, the other benefit of the really is it's it is my own business and we are reminded um very often that mm-hmm. head office set out a framework and they there as, as as advisors but it's our business where we take it and, and what we do with it as long as it stays in the parameters yeah it's really up to us and i i, I find that a challenge in picking picking a certain place i want to get to and then seeing that through yeah. My skill set is is the entrepreneurial skill set. I'm not the organizer. I'm not the operations manager. I'm not the you name it. I, I am at the moment, yeah. but I know very clearly where I'm going to take this business. I know what the end looks like, and that end does not have me as operational. No, nope. that, that very much <laughs> has me up here, CEOing, because that's my skill set. I yep. can talk to people. I I went to look around a school the other day. With my little boy's going to school in uh, next September, and. Absolutely lovely school. Really liked him. By the time I walked out, they're now a client. They've they've signed up as an NTP client. So I, I can't help it. It's it's in it's in me. It's who I am. And I think the big challenge for me is getting from this point where I've started a business that's that's thriving, yeah. And now putting structure into it. How, mm-hmm. how do I build that structure so that I got people in there who are better than me yeah, at yeah. those key that, those key things.
0: And it's, it's a really exciting and yet, you know, slightly overwhelming. So I certified as um, a business strategist this year for that reason, so that I could then nope. put in not just the marketing strategy, but the sales strategy, building a team, having all those standard operating procedures, et cetera, because I knew that what that was lacking. Um, but exactly that, you know, delegating and creating creating a team of the best people to do all these things, you've really got to hold that vision, don't you, of, of where it's going. So what's the day-to-day like for you then kevin at the moment apart from sitting in your office with your neon sign which that's a really bad image i
1: don't like that (laughs) rich no and and i'll say joanne it's a bright pink neon sign and it has had one or two comments um i'll I'll leave that to your imagination but it's certainly it's certainly difficult to miss um no day-to-day really at the moment i'm i think the thing that's hardest is finding the right tutors to come on board and do the various projects that i've got
0: Yeah.
1: So. I'm, I'm building that team. I've I've just gone through an expansion of but uh, you know of two new territories over the summer. So I always knew this was going to be a tricky time while my team settled down, etc. But then I'm taking on new projects left, right, and centre. So finding the right people who want to do those hours in those places at that time is 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 dead tricky. So I do spend a lot of my time um, talking to potential new tutors. Yeah, and then really the majority of my time is spent at the moment being very operational um organizing the 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 lesson calendars the um the safer recruitment the safeguarding yeah. and absolutely i'm really glad that i'm doing it because that's the 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 bottom line of my business really if, if those things aren't right i don't really have much of a business yeah. so when it does come time to me to pass those roles on i've been sort of you know on the ground doing that job so yeah very much operational at the minute and I know I've got to do that that's where my business is I'm a solopreneur that's great I understand that but I'm very much now looking at that next stage uh, because I want to be less operational and more strategic in what I'm doing
0: yeah yeah absolutely so what do you enjoy most about the role would you say I can hear obviously the flexibility that you have and yeah at Anything else that really stands out as the things that you most enjoy about having your own business?
1: Yeah, I'm my own boss. <laughs> it's it's something that I've that the, I don't have to look over my shoulder. And I think teaching's an industry where you do that an awful lot. There's always somebody, you know, that it's a very hierarchical system. So there's always somebody. There's always a big sort of it's almost like the lottery finger, isn't it? Just waiting to point at you. And I know that that. I mean, I, I put in a lot of hours. I don't I don't count how many hours, but I put a lot of hours into the week. But every hour that I put in, I know it's growing my business. It's not filling in a subject leader file for somebody to look at once. It's not marking a book when I've already given that child feedback. Actually, every single thing that I'm doing is another step on my way to this, to this clear goal that I've got. And I really enjoy that because at the end of the day, my business is very scalable. That's one of the beauties of... of of group tuition in the way that we do it it's very very scalable so yeah. if I can succeed at this if I can get it right if I can do this expansion and put the team in place I'm really really excited by it you know yeah. the, the the potential I, I keep seeing shiny things I'm a real magpie oh that looks like a nice opportunity that looks like a great opportunity it's out there and it's something that's massively opened my eyes in 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 so much as teaching is very insular you know it's very inward looking it's very nobody really knows unless you've been a teacher just what the job entails it's really hard to get that across Mm -hmm. and I've come out of it now and I've gone wow yeah. There is an awful lot of just, opportunity just, out you're, there. If you're
0: just you're rubbing their eyes. the beauty eyes. is, oh, this.
1: absolutely. <laughs> but but having been on the inside and having seen where the pots of money are and, and the way that public sector is funded, yeah. I've got a really clear idea of how I can go into a school. And don't forget, the, the, the one thing I don't have to do is, is sell on quality. I know that I am really high quality. I don't offer discount. I don't offer trials. Um, I don't negotiate on price. I just don't because... What we offer is really high quality, and the biggest impact is going to be on the children. Yes, the schools and the parents are my customers, and, and that's that's a mindset to get into. Yeah. They're my customers. What do I have to do? Well, I have to deliver the product, and that is really high-quality tutoring. But I don't have to sell on that because I know when they sit down, they get that, and that's the message that that, that comes across.
0: Yeah. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And in terms of, I know in ter- uh, you know, with franchises, you do have territories, and you've said you know you're up to three now. And
1: um, mm. how does
0: it work in terms of market saturation? Is the phrase I'm going to use? Um, and having you know multiple franchises in different areas, like do you do you do have that? Is there going to be like several Connectus um, directors in one area?
1: Funny. So there's an exclusivity per postcode is the way that it's that it's done. And quite a standard uh franchise model. Yeah. Um I, I have another franchisee who's very who very local to me, slightly further south, mm. um, by about by about two postcodes. Yeah. And actually it's worked really well because um one we've shared tutors where we can. Brilliant. Um where where, where there's overlap of advertising opportunities, yeah. and, and just having that local person. I mean, a couple of times. You know, we've met for a brew and just to chew the fat a little bit, or yeah. you know, complain about whatever's driving us mad that day. So, yeah, I know. I know other areas. Birmingham for us is a huge area. There's there's, there's multiple franchisees there as well, and, and they're fab. They share as a team as well. And um, no, I don't have any worries about about that because the exclusivity that we get in the area, and yeah. in terms of market saturation, you know, the classic the area that I've been operating in for 12 months it, I'm almost at capacity and to the point where at least one of my classes I don't think I can physically fit any more children in the room yeah. so I've expanded a mile and a half down the road on the following day and I've already got half a dozen children there so right. market saturation I, I don't know just how many children are there out there who want tuition it's a massive massive market i don't see it slowing down anytime
0: if you've got exclusivity any you know anyway and there's the there's the power of the brand and the credibility of the brand then you know Mm -hmm. when when you're kind of competing with other firms that there is that behind you isn't there that's yeah that's good to know in terms of there's not several i suppose um in one in one area. And as you say, if you're going to schools, you've got the national...
1: Mm. And because as is a brand of growing nationally. I mean, we just had a huge, successful national conference um, a few weeks ago. The, the the brand is a massive part of what we do. Yeah. But it goes back to that quality. You know, we are establishing, not just Conexus Preston, Conexus nationwide, are establishing a reputation for being excellent at what we do. And that's driven by people like Sharon and Sarah and the head office team. But also... By the network of franchisees who come on board, yeah. who understand, you know, Conexus' name getting out there is going to do some of the marketing work for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know?
1: And 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 again, I only see that growing, uh, the 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 quality, the expansion, the the plans, the things that I know that are in place from from Sharon and Sarah and and the team. What's this space when it comes to Conexus? But again, it all comes down to quality. Because we're good at what we do, we're going to grow. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think when I've heard um I've had like Academy members who have had um quite bad experiences with franchises, not connect us at all, like you know, not in any mm-hmm. way related. Um what it's often come down to, I think, has been the expectation around marketing um and the need to be on social media all the time and you have to post X amount of times and it's mm. it's the micromanaging that they were trying to get away from, I think. Yeah doesn't yeah. you know, it doesn't sound like that in in any sort of way completely the opposite in terms of the level of support um but yeah it's i suppose it's do your homework really and speak to speak to franchisees because there's a there's a lot of opportunities out there aren't there and they do vary in terms of the support and the investment and um yeah so i mean what would be your top tips around kind of doing due diligence i suppose before you were to invest in a franchise rather than set up on your own
1: I I would say take your time because I know that coming out coming out of my teaching career, I didn't expect to grieve. And I genuinely went through all those stages of grief that that that, that we all know. And the one that took me longest really was, was towards the end, the anger yeah because I loved teaching I loved standing in front of those children about how teaching almost saved me at, at really low points in my life because of that love of being the person at the front of the classroom and and seeing that progress and being creative and I'd say you've got to you've got to match the company that you're going to get into yeah when i when I met the people from Connexus, they had that same sort of buzz they were all almost exclusively everyone in the network is an ex-teacher so they had that innate love of teaching i'm not saying that's the only way to do it yeah. um, but for me that's why it worked i knew the ethos was the same and i knew they were coming at it from the same direction it might be that you've no no history in teaching therefore you will go with a slightly different franchise model in it and that's absolutely grand but i'd say take your time yeah. absolutely take your time meet the people do the stalking. You yeah. know, troll the websites, re- really get under the hood and, and, and lift every stone and ask the awkward questions because at the end of the day, you're going to put money into a business, whether you start it yourself or whether you, fran- you know, join a franchise. Yeah. You, you think yeah. about those you – know, we're not talking hundreds. We're talking a significant amount of money. If it's, you're going to do that, yeah. you're going to put your homework in, otherwise you, you're risking your money. So that, that will be one one thing, but also – I suppose the, the the exact opposite is you've got to go for it. You've got to jump and I look I look back a year ago now and think crikey, I had no idea what I was getting myself into and I've had a brilliant experience but my word that first step I suppose you know um sort of quoting lord of the rings you've got to, you've got to take a step out of your side your front door to go on an adventure um so, yeah, do your due diligence, work it out. But then when you've made your decision, you know, do your shoelaces up and, and start marching because 12 months down the line, I, I can't think of anything better to be doing. So, there you go. I've given two completely conflicting pieces of advice. Take your time, no, but think, jump in.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. I think they're taking your time, particularly when you are burnt out, because at the end of the day, you are vulnerable. And this is why we have, you know, you being signed off and having with related stress and being still under the Mm. union and you know being supported etc and that can extend to when you're coming out as well and I've I've seen lots of teachers myself included who have gone and done certifications and this that and the other thing like that's going to be the business Um, and there's a real sense of being able to tell people what you're doing as well I think um, and have it clear in your own mind but Yeah, it is the don't rush, don't rush, particularly when it's a significant investment. And by the sounds of it, you had a lot of support around you as well, Kevin. So you kind of had those second opinions, which I think is also really important that, you know, family are are Mm -hmm. there talking it through with you as well. Um, Brilliant, brilliant. So in terms of the top tips, I think we've kind of covered that and what you're looking to in the future. Is there anything else you want
1: to add, Kevin? My my, my path now is uh, I've got a real clear vision of the business. Um, Yeah. I know I know where I'm gonna to get to at the end of year five. So that very much entails me having a brand Kevin, if you will. Yeah. Um and then the, the idea being at that point I become um I, I I do speak, you know, public speaking, I go to events, et cetera, et cetera. The that sort of consultant kind of kind of role. You know, each of these little steps on the journey. A, I'm learning from people like yourself. So thank thank you for, for giving me your time. I, I I do really appreciate it. Um, but also I'm building up a bank of when it comes to the time someone looking back in a few years' time saying, Is this guy legitimate? Yeah. You know, all of these things that I'm doing hopefully will become part of my portfolio to say, Yeah, actually he does know what he's talking about, or he has got history in this arena. So yeah, that that's 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 the um the angle that I'm coming at it from for me yep. um but i hope I, I really do hope that, that that what I've shared is is of use to people in your group i really do
0: i'm sure it's i'm sure it is I'm sure it is, and um' really helpful to be exploring the the actual practicalities of the journey out as well as the emotional
1: mm.
0: roller coaster because you can't you can't unpick them, can you They are so yeah woven together and um yeah, it's definitely not just getting a new job when you leave teaching is it by any
1: means. <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not but no really really glad that I've done it and uh, you're absolutely right it's scary as hell at times I sort of sit there at, at, at night and start going through all the permutations but then there's other days where everything falls into your lap and you're like yep this is the best thing ever so
0: yeah. well thanks ever so much for coming on we really appreciate your time and I'm
1: hey, sure
0: Lots of teachers out there that are going to be interested in following your path as well. And can they follow you on LinkedIn? Kevin, you're on LinkedIn, aren't you? Is that a good place to... Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. Take care. You've been listening to the Adventures After Teaching podcast with Joanne Howard. If you found this episode inspiring, please do like and share with other teachers. If you'd like to hear even more Adventures After Teaching, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you want to find out how the Adventures After Teaching Academy program can help you create your next career, head over to adventuresafterteaching.com.